You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on Public Radio, KUNV 91.5. Hi, I'm Charles Stanton. I'm on the faculty of the Honors College at UNLV and the Boyd School of Law. Are you ready? Hi, I'm Lana Weatherald. I'm a third-year law student. And welcome to Social Justice. Social Justice, a conversation. A conversation. Good evening, everybody. Happy Thursday once again. So we open our show with, unfortunately, Professor, not another school shooting. I'm going to knock on wood here because there's still hours left in the day, but we are going to open with some shakeups around media. So, you know, we're a show largely about media and politics and two major news corporations let go of two major talking heads um, this past week. So that's Fox News with Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon at CNN. And both situations seem to be shrouded in some level of mystery. I mean, we got both kind of kind of know what happened there, but it, it seems like neither have released um, many details about what exactly went down in either case. So with that, I'm going to pass it to the professor and get his thoughts on it. Yeah, well, I think I think in the Tucker Carlson case, it was it was certainly misogynistic views, uh, plus a ton of many things other than that. I think personal uh, uh, attacks on the people who own Fox Media, right. the owners, uh, uh, the revelation of redacted text messages and other messages to people in Fox that were completely inappropriate or racist or what have you. Right. Uh, and I think that uh, he believed that he was bigger than the network. Mm-hmm. He was flying a little bit too close to the sun as yeah. well. Yeah, right. uh, and I think that... Uh, uh, I think he did a lot of harm, though, in his time on the air, because I think a lot of people uh, uh, really took him at his word and mm-hmm. really believed yeah. uh, uh, what he said. And I think that, you know, in all this talk about the insurrection and Donald Trump and, uh, you know, the various people who worked with Donald Trump uh, in the White House to, to ferment this upheaval, uh, the media, particularly particularly Fox, uh, has a large responsibility there. I think that you know there there was a certain point when they knew that these claims of uh, you know had no a, merit, a rigged, yeah, rigged election had no merit, and they just should have said, "Listen, the guy he lost the election. Joe Biden is the president, and that would have tamped down a lot of this." But because there's there are alternative networks to Fox that they were afraid the viewership would go to if they said stuff like this, right. they just went with it. And they just went with it until the point where you actually have this upheaval in the country. And then the question is, how do you come back from that? Because even if you even if you made an apology as part of a settlement, which they didn't do, but even if you <laughs> even if you do that right. You have so brainwashed these people that they're not going to believe anything God, it, you it say. It is so is a way of life. You know, I I went and visited up north, and and when I tell you, Fox News is on every television. Fox News is on every radio. I mean, it is it is a way of life. It is it is very much what they do. You know how some people like to golf, and some people like to watch sports, and how some they like Fox News. I mean that it really is something. Um, but here's the thing about Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson was pal- palatable, I think, to to people that just were 
normally apathetic to, to politics. To see a Tucker Carlson clip, I think, is engaging. And I think was and this was a mistake by by Fox. And, you know, God bless them. I'm glad they got rid of who I believe to be their most popular evening host. The only one that was still pulling any kind of viewership. You know, no one watches Hannity anymore. So I, I really I mean, I think this was a mistake by them. And Newsmax will probably pick this guy up and, and give him a fat payday. And I think he'll still be platformed. And I think he'll still be allowed to spread things he doesn't believe in because it he's a conservative grifter uh, like they all are grifters um, but it was a mistake by Fox because Tucker Carlson is charming and Tucker Carlson was able to articulate what I think a lot of these people feel on their insides and he was able to do it well and do it in a shiny way and package it in, in this product that they all want to consume and I uh, this was a mistake and let's you know well let's let's see how it plays out as they continue to lose viewership yeah yeah, well, it's it's you know Don Lemon is another case. Don Lemon's a weird one. Yeah, and yeah. and if you didn't see, he did release. You know, Tucker did not really come out with a statement, but Don did. But it was an odd one. It was a mm. weird little Twitter post that was like strangely in a strange font, a strange caption, yeah. and it didn't say much. And it does not seem like it was you know clearly not amicable. Yeah, well, I I just don't understand though. Right. You you, you he he left the 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 ten o'clock hour. Mm-hmm. And of course, what killed CNN was Chris Cuomo's departure, departure. because he was enormously popular and uh, he was the lead into Don Lemon's show. OK, so he's not pulling the ratings. They put him on in the morning. They put him on in the morning with two women. Yeah. I mean, how how I don't know, stupid could you be? Right. I mean, <laughs> you're you're not going to insult the people who you're doing the broadcast with. with. Yeah. And a lot of the people who watch the broadcast. Yeah. So you don't you don't you don't get into anything like that, yeah. you know. Uh, Nikki Haley, uh, uh, and and the, and you could even there was even a way out of it by saying, Nikki Haley's been around for a long time in politics. People want a different face or they a different, different voice, yeah. and just leave it like, like that. that. Just leave it like that. So he was the second guy, and then the guy, the guy Jeff Snell, who was uh, the head of Universal Studios. Uh, he was forced out too, and that was because he had a they had, he had an inappropriate whatever inappropriate means relationship with one of the employees. But but Universal had another guy whose name was Ron Meyer, who was who was who was way back before this, right. who was like one of the kings of Hollywood. Hmm. He had worked at CAA for a long time with mm-hmm. Mike Ovitz, and he was like this guy who you know was like the overlord of the overlord, right. and. You know, he he was fired. So you have so many of these men, man. I mean, it's like who think right that you know they're untouchable and that this kind of thing will never happen to them. And then here we go. Yeah. But um, I, the vast majority of them, Tucker, Don Lemon, you know, they they will find jobs. <laughs> these people will never go starving. I don't believe. Yeah. But um, I, I I do think it's interesting how um, dime a dozen now certain talking heads and media figures can be and and are and are viewed as replaceable uh, probably for the better because i think mm. a lot of them are up to very nefarious i don't think tucker's the worst of them i don't think don mm. lemon's the worst of them i think there's worse out there yeah. um so hopefully you know it's good to see some people held accountable for their misdeeds right if nobody else is i find it interesting though that i think there's a double standard there because if you look at when roger ailes was fired at fox mm-hmm. And Gretchen Carlson was the prime mover in that. And then Megan Kelly. And then, of course. Well, uh, I will say Megan Kelly never really found a job. Well, 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 uh, no, no uh, uh, attack on podcasts. There's as many podcasters out there. But, <laughs> but, but it, it is, it is to say that 
things dried up for her. Right. Things dried up yeah. for Gretchen Carlson. Yeah, I guess you're right there. There, there will be, there will be, there will be a network. There will be somebody who, who pick picks up, all these rejects. Who will, who will pick up Tucker Carlson? Certainly, there will be somebody probably who will pick up Don Lemon. But these women who complain justly for like egregious behavior going right. over decades, you know, you can see why women are afraid to come forward. Right. Because the, the, not only the fact that you, you face all this attacks from people on, the, on social media and other places, but just as far as your career is concerned, your career is basically destroyed most of the time. Yeah. Most of the time. I mean, Megyn yeah. Kelly, Kelly was a moderator of a presidential debate, debate and, and, and asked you know, uncomfortable questions. And from those uncomfortable questions, her career made a, a complete downward slide. Yeah. Gretchen Carlson, the same thing. Gretchen Carlson was on in the evening, and she said a few things that were not what the what the network network wanted to hear. And right. Th and then she was on in the afternoon, and then she wasn't on at all. So it's it's a really difficult thing, you know. It was, was you know in in um, reviewing the She Said movie, which, which we were doing yesterday in the class. Uh, these women had a, had a lot of uh, 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 courage that came forward with Harvey Weinstein. They really did. Because this guy, man, he, he destroyed people. He destroyed lives. He destroyed careers. He really was a bad, evil person. And it was just that, uh, that the Times basically gave total support to their, to their writers and allowed them to, you know, to really to pursue this. Uh, and you really need somebody like that behind you to do this as an independent person to go out there and basically try to get to the truth uh, is is really a scary proposition today. Yeah. Well, and no, and I think, you know, all, all credit where credit is due. So much of this is just on the heels of the Me Too movement. You know, mm -hmm. 10 years ago, yeah, people didn't get fired for yeah. sexual harassment. It never did see the light of day. Yeah. Nobody did care. And I do think we're seeing a slight shifting of the tides. I think women, by and large, are still scared to report, and as mm -hmm. they probably should be. But I do think we're seeing... Um, some level of accountability that certainly was never there. Um, and I do think that mm. it's getting better, not worse, which is one of the few right. things in this country I can say yeah. that for. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I, I don't want to be all doom and gloom here. I do think yeah. we, we're reaching a state where people feel more comfortable report. They feel more comfortable yeah. that their report will then lead to direct action. And then those people that do end up, you know, receiving credible reports of sexual assault ultimately don't end up in positions as, as of power as frequently as they once did. And so I think, yeah, yeah. hey, credit where credit is due. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we, we can segue from that into E. Jean Carroll, of course. Who's, right. Who's bringing the, 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 the lawsuit in Manhattan against Trump. And, uh, but th this was one of many things, though. Right. See, the thing that I always amazes me is this guy was doing this stuff for years. Years. Harvey Weinstein was doing this stuff for years, and 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 it, what's interesting is when when you see when you look at the She Said movie where they're talking to the lawyers, and the guy is basically saying, "Well, you know, these were men of a certain generation. What does that mean?" Well, you know, I, I, come I, on I, I mean, I I kind of guess though they a lot of them a lot of them were women beaters, and a lot of them mm. were you know people that and if it wasn't direct physical abuse the vast majority of men of a certain generation so i sort of get the comment were okay with 
a level of emotional abuse and domestic mm. sort of issues at home where it was this woman is not capable of anything other than child rearing in my dinner. And I really <laughs> feel I see that, you know, I see that with people of a certain generation. And then, you know, all this stuff coming out about all of these actors who had weird sexual assault things coming out. Like I just heard Jack Nicholson paralyzed a chick. I never knew that, really? but he did. You know, so <laughs> I, I, I just, right. No, I just think that y- th- there is a certain thing to be said about men of a certain generation. And I think some of it is what I just talked about mm. before this level of accountability in the past decade maybe two decades that was not there um and a lot of it in the past five years because of the me too movement so yeah. i i do i do think men of a certain generation were different yeah. and scarier and things were less public and it wasn't yeah. the girl got out her cell phone and tweeted about her man yeah. beater or the girl yeah. got out a t- yeah. her video and was able to record yeah. these things yeah. so i do think we do have a changing of the mm. tides um, in that men can't be as abusive mm. as they once mm. were um, just by way of like video phones, um, yeah. which which sounds a little bit crass and a little bit yeah. rudimentary to just say, hey, we got cameras now. They can't beat us as much. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, they can't. Yeah, um, yeah. I do think men of a certain generation were that way. And I yeah. do think, you know, Donald Trump is just part of that old guard of people yeah. that were. Yeah. used to women being subservient and behaving in subservient ways and yeah. then they were viewed as subservient yeah. so I think I think that I think that and I've believed this for a long time I think that ties into the abortion thing too mm-hmm. I, 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 yep. I, there are you know in, in, in the uh, uh, always in the always movie uh, there are some people who sincerely believe abortion is wrong. From, yes. from from a religious yes point of and, and so you know. i i find it hard i don't i don't usually entertain the argument with people that believe it's murder what am i going to do to convince you if, yeah. you if you believe i'm you know they since they sincerely believe that and, and i'd be I, capable of murder if i had an yeah, abortion right I, I don't i, I can't I, have that conversation yeah. but however I, but i can't you can't in other words i can't you're not going to change their mind and, and, right. I, and i i believe that they sincerely believe and that. i wouldn't want to yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I, I would feel disingenuous and I would be yeah. trying to, you know, harbor different beliefs to get rid of their own religious beliefs. And I'm a freedom of religion girl. Yeah. If that's what your religion tells yeah. you to believe, whether yeah. I think it's heinous or not, whatever. But that's not what the vast majority yeah. think. First of all, yeah. vast majority of them had little yeah. girlfriends, Republican or not, or themselves, yeah. if they're a female Republican, right. use that pill, use the abortion yeah. pill. It's a lot more common. I mean, I think the percentages on it, I, I don't want to just spitball here, but they're high of yeah. people that have somehow or couples or. Or oh. individuals that have needed access to those pills. The problem is, is that too many women are now using it instead of, you know, having this on this child mm. usually out of yeah. wedlock or yeah. young. And it, it's it's the idea of freedom. It's the idea that they can become single, independent, not need kids. Mm. Idea of women, much like we were just talking about in the last 10 minutes, outside mm. of the idea of child rearing. They're yeah. not child rearers anymore. They're career girls. Yeah. They're women that do do something beyond staying to the home and being tied to their value yeah. to a man as a family yeah. unit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what it really is. Yeah. It's, wow, these women can get abortions and then they don't have to be saddled at home with me. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. that's really what I think it is, truly. Yeah. I think, I think too... As you were saying, I think it's a way to keep women under control. I don't think it, I mean, as far as the child aspect of it, the protection of children, our record of child protection in this country is abysmal. Very bad. Child abuse, all kinds of terrible things are being done to children and everything. Right. And and, uh, as you say, a lot of these people who are the ones talking about uh, uh, restricting women's right to choose have had personal experiences in their own lives where they completely change 
that right. that viewpoint right. because it affects them so, personally. Yes, sure, correct. sure. Yeah. So so that, so that's that's an interesting that's an interesting thing that 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 you brought up. And of course, you know, it's interesting also to see how uh, our political system has changed so much regarding basic human rights. And and one of our rights, supposedly in our country, is freedom of speech. And we're seeing this in Montana now with this woman who's an advocate for, for trans for transgender young people, okay, and the the the, the position that she has basically, which has been supported by the American Society of Pediatrics in a number of papers, is that uh, children and young people with these issues issues about transgender identity, uh, need medical care and they need all kinds of psychological care and everything to help them. Now that seems like a very humane, common sense, no argument about position, but this is a woman who has who has advocated for it. And when you think about it, when you think about it, and and let's leave the transgender part of it aside, that in a legislature of basically ninety eight people, this is the one person who's speaking about this. And I'm saying to myself transgender or not, there's something radically wrong there. When you've got one person out of basically 100 people and they're the only ones, the only person who sees a, a, a human social justice, humanity issue, and then when she speaks out about it, about the ramifications of not getting these children and young people care, which have been time and time again been verified by the American Association of Pediatrics, what do we do? We remove her from the floor of the legislature so she's unable to speak in public. I mean, come on here. It's their thing. It's their shtick. They've picked trans people. Yeah. I. They've picked them. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because the community is so small because they've made it seem so big, mm -hmm. but it really is just a very small subset of our population that mm -hmm. identifies as transgender. And, you know, it's not, they can't pick on someone their own size. I'm talking about, you know, right wing because that's usually where this mm -hmm. is coming from mm -hmm. in general and in media sources in general. I don't know why this is their thing. This is what they've picked. And it's I've never seen something so militant, so yeah. bizarre. So and, and it's. You know, then then you see these polls, and the vast majority of them don't even know a trans person. Yeah, that's right. It's like what? So they're like picking this imaginary battle with with a group that struggles to get by, regardless of their intervention or mm -hmm. you know supposed intervention. And it's it's so I I wish I could understand it, Professor. I wish I could articulate why I think they hold so much vitriol for this mm -hmm. one particular group of people. Um, it's it's some of the worst stuff I've ever seen or said about these people. Uh -huh. I mean, and it's 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 so it's so wrong because it's it's oh. just it, I and I can't understand it and I don't know why they've picked trans people I, I can't imagine um, other than I think it's a small group of people that you know struggles f financially and struggles mm. with medical mm. care and struggles you know day to day so that's they that's who they pick that's their target mm. but uh, man oh man do I wish that they would pick on someone their own size yeah I was talking with somebody last night and this was I was kind of surprising it was a woman yeah and we were talking and this person says you have to understand the mindset of a lot of these people. A man is a man and a woman is a woman. And they can't go past that. Right. It, it, it is just something that's ingrained in them. They, they 
don't see any kind of gender fluidity. They yeah. don't see any any of those things. But I, I, I don't, I mean, there were, like, people were cross-dressing in, 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 mm. in movies. I mean, dating mm. back a hundred yeah. years ago, for the beginning of film, people yeah. were cross-dressing. And, you know, RuPaul was handing out awards in the <laughs> 90s at the American yeah. Music Awards. <laughs> and this, you know, this isn't that new. Yeah. It isn't not that new. new. No. Why now? And why why this? And why so militant? And why is it why is it the thing? Okay, I mean it's just so mind boggling to yeah. me because they have nothing else to do than pick on trans people. Yeah, no, it is so which oh that it really gets me because well, it's the only thing I can't I can't understand. Well, and then it takes them to have a trans kid to have empathy or so it's just so bizarre. Yeah. Well it it it's it's like what's going on in Florida now, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, where you have an administration that wants to limit uh, the teaching of history. They want to limit what books children are available to read. Uh, they want to uh, take over colleges and change those colleges to their ideology. Uh, they want to uh, punish corporations who have tried to back LGBT rights. You know, you see all these things going on. But ultimately, ultimately, though, when you talk about Ron DeSantis, or you talk about Donald Trump, or you talk about all these people. Ultimately, the question is, in our country, why, why, why are so many people okay with that? Right. What is that mentality that we see? It is so mind-boggling. I mean, people that... I believe to be intelligent. People I have taken advice from, both you know, in life mm. and academically, have been sucked into this, yeah, and yeah. believe it wholeheartedly. And you know, I, I, I just, well, I'll give you. I, a, I, 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 I'm from Florida. I lived in Florida for many, many, mm, many years, mm. and I, I, I see nothing of value left anymore. Mm. Um, I used to have you know such a belief in the higher education mm. system because I you know thought that's what made me special. Well, that's. You know, that's mm. down the. I used to believe that the public school system, especially with you in the right neighborhoods, it did sort of foster and keep the right kids. There is nothing left. Mm. <laughs> and then, you know, but it, it, ten years ago too, it was semi-affordable to buy a home there. And mm. because there are no income taxes, uh, the middle class could live a little mm. bit better in Florida than maybe they could in the Northeast or mm. you know parts of the Midwest. So I did, I did have this. There is not a thing redeemable left about that state yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, and God bless anybody who flocks there, <laughs> and God bless them. Yeah. No. No, it's, it's I, I, I just, the, the book thing is like really, really disturbing though. Oh, and, and when I talk to people from yes. Florida, and I've talked to many, well, you should see the books that they've banned. It doesn't matter what the books are that they've banned. It doesn't matter what they say. If a kid reaches for them yeah. and can somehow learn and somehow, you know, mm. learn, it, it doesn't matter what the books, and your kid has access to worse books on the internet. If your kid has an iPhone, iPhone ipad they can find worse on the internet than whatever they could find in their you know elementary school library i promise and it's not it's not usually people who you would say are well read no you know it's just not people like say well i've read catcher in the rye and i've read you know lolita i've read one of these things this is outrageous these are people who basically don't read right and they want they seem to want the next generation to be as ignorant uh-huh. As as uh-huh. they are, there it is, bingo. And that's bingo. the answer that you got a bunch of people. Bingo. I don't want to condemn everybody, but there are there's a section of people in the country 
They don't want to. They don't want to know truth. They don't want to learn. They're not intellectually truth curious. Truth is evil, right? Truth equals liberalism, equals yeah. indoctrination, equals yeah. No, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. They have associated learning and higher education with like a liberal indoctrination, and yeah, yeah. they are, you cannot like sever those ties. Well, that's high. Sure. That ties in now to uh, the AP studies thing with with Black history and Black culture. Where now the college board now is going to go back uh, from where they were sort of agreeing with DeSantis. They're going to go back and they're going to try to restore. Oh, good. Those racists do something right. The racists at the college board, let me add. They're going to try to restore what was the original intent of the course, which was to teach the history of our country that rarely, if ever, has been taught. You know what? I'll get whatever. I'm going to take 60 seconds on the college board. The college board knows, right, that the vast majority of the people that they're charging for these exams, which can range anywhere from 100 to 200, 300, 400 dollars for AP exams, for the SAT, for the ACT, um, are taking a lot of the times if they're low or even middle class can take these exams once. So you got one time to prep as best as you can. And then the kids that will take it two, three, four, five times, those are rich kids. So who's going to get get them placed in these better schools? It's not going to be low income. It's not going to be people with bad socioeconomic backgrounds is going to be rich whites. That's who the college board benefits and always has and always will. And I have such a problem with the college board posturizing, oh, well, we're going to put this class in. Oh, well, but well, yeah, well. And I'm sure that their plan all along was to have this African studies class and they might have just, you know, parroted to Ron DeSantis or, you know, appeased him momentarily. And then this was going to be the plan all along because they have a history of being really racist and being really bad and being. So I, I have more problems with the college board than I can name. Um, I'm not, you know, glad they did this whatever but it's not going to so the college board is a part of the systematic problems we have in our edu- higher education system and i think th- they are one of the institutions that are most racist until uh-huh. they start keeping it free if not have some sort of waiver system some sort of to keep low income kids from having the same opportunities from high income earning uh, screw well, the college board well let me let me throw something happy in here sure and that is the Catholic Church. Oh. Okay. <laughs> kind of shocking. Right. That the bishops synod now, according to the edict from Pope Francis, must include at least a minimum of 40 women. Wow. Who will be able to vote on matters of faith and morals and I guess other things that the, these bishops usually decide. Hey. I think that's kind of momentous. Well, there you and, go. And long overdue. But better late than never. Better late than never. And I and I, I always say I always I've always thought this that I think if women had been given a much mm-hmm. bigger role in, in the church, yes. particularly you know in positions of authority, uh, yes. this child abuse case would have been never much happened. diminished. Yep. No, 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 no. Yep. No, I I agree with you, and I think. Um... No, I think generally women in the church, um, it, it, it would be a winning, not that I want to, you know, give any power to the Republican Party, but I think sort of women, especially young women, Gen X, um, mm. sort of started it, but it's become even more omnipresent in these later generations are not hyper-religious. Mm. Um, single women especially are one of the least religious groups in this country. So I think there would be some benefit, especially for political groups that benefit from religiosity, to mm. bring more women in. Yeah, um, so, I, you know, I'm sure this is sem- a semi-political move, but yeah. But I do think, um, you know, religious women are sort of lost now. A single religious woman is not as likely as it was, you know, mm. 30, 40 years yeah, ago at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, so I think a changing of the tides in that direction would uh, would probably help, you know, the right in some way. And in the voting mm. base that has been lost, yeah, uh, yeah. certainly single white women mm. um, 
I think that'd be interesting. Yeah. Interesting how that would play out long term to yeah. a party that I feel has lost. Yeah. Well, he. He, They're white women. He he's uh, actually Francis has 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 tried to be a modernizing force. Yeah. Oh, for uh, sure. Against a tremendous opposition from the established way of things. Uh, I believe he was the first gay friendly esque pope, wasn't he? he? He was that, and he was uh, he was also uh, the first pope that really articulated uh, not looking down on other people. Hmm. Who you know might have committed what the church considered a sin, right? But rather said basically that we're all, we're all sinners, sinners, and that basically it's a higher authority that judges us. It's not for me. He said it as far as the gay thing. He said, you know, it's not for me to judge, you know, the person's soul. That's not my thing. I I, I knew I knew a priest one time, and it was very interesting. He was a very good man. He said he says. I'm just a priest. I'm just a man. He says you don't you don't worship me or idolize a priest or or, or anyway you 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 pray and you hope that God will help you, but I'm a person. I'm flawed, right. you know. And I think that got lost somewhere where they sort of those people replaced the original idea of what. You know, religion, whether it be Judaic religion or Islamic religion, right, what right. have you, across the board, uh, they became gods in themselves. Yes, you know? very much so. And and you know, we talk about these media figureheads sort of viewing themselves as being without rules and sort of above the law and yeah. flying too close to the sun. And I think we saw a lot of that in the church. And I think that's why there is so much fundamental distrust in, in religion mm. and in, in how that is handled, because I think, you know, younger people are now a little bit more in tuned to believing that these people aren't bigger than God. And how can yeah. I be told X by my priest or how yeah. do I know that, you know, religious circles believe X thing when mm. I know that they're so flawed? Yeah, um, so yeah. I, I, I do. Yeah, I think that that's been part of why there's a been a loss in religiosity wholesale yeah. in, in these later generations that Absolutely. we uh, we see as they get older. Yeah. Um, so as we start closing out this show here, I do want to remind you guys that we're coming up on sort of the end here with me. Yeah. I'm graduating yes. law school. Um, so as we come to our last shows, again, we would love to hear from anybody who is listening. Mm. Um, my email address is wethel one at unlv.nevada.edu. And we're happy to take any last requests for our final show as we wind down here. Um, Professor, is there anything else you'd like to close out with? Well, I will, I will, I will, say, I will say that, uh, you know, and, and, and it's been a pleasure working with you all the, the shows that we've done together. And uh, you're... Uh, Another person may fill that chair, but they will not replace you. Oh, that's lovely. So, well, that's what I I've say. got faith in our youth, right? I think <laughs> I think someone can be because someone can do better than what I've done here. So with that, we will see you all not next week because I will be taking some finals mm. and hopefully getting out of this place with a JD, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we will see you two weeks from now for our final and last show. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you in two weeks. Okay. Thank you and good night. Thank you for listening to our show. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact us at Wethel1, that's W-E-T-H-E-L-1 at nevada.unlv.edu or to contact Professor Charles Stanton, contact him at C-H-A-R-L-E-S, that's charles.stanton, S-T-A-N-T-O-N at unlv.edu. See you next time.